Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we talk about JUE on YouTube, Camels on Bat, and New Defender Trophy. Then, love it, can't have it, Surf Defender. And finally, Imitation Land Rover's Modern Edition. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the questionably mounted spare tire to Stephen's undersized donut. I'm the roadway hazard of podcasting. Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, in the news this week, man, it is a busy uh, news week. There's all kinds of uh, busy, interesting, busy. interesting stuff happening out in the world. First off, we would be remiss if we did not mention our very good friend, Julian uh, Schulhofer, and his amazing little documentary it's not his it's drive tribes but uh, drive tribe has done a documentary about the jue restoration which of course julian is a uh, key key uh, person uh, in that and then also i didn't realize but they took jue and a number of other cars and they drove them across the gobi uh, desert yeah. and as sort of a launch for the uh, for the ineos grenadier which oh. is uh, which is really cool. It's really neat. It's a really nice little thing. We'll put the link to uh, the YouTube in the show notes. But uh, yeah, it was great to see Julian there and Lillian pretty pretty interesting how they're tying in old Land Rovers to the Grenadier and trying to like draw that you know that yep yep connection. Uh, yeah, that was not lost on me. The old uh, yeah they're well, like you, oh. yeah Land Rovers not using this heritage, so we'll just use it. Yeah, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I can uh, only imagine that Michael Bishop is probably not super stoked about. <laughs> I can imagine there's a number of people that aren't super stoked yeah. about how the Ineos Grenadier is is uh, you know using the Land Rover uh, heritage to uh, sell the product. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I did watch another video. I'll try to find that and put that in the show notes as well mm -hmm. of the uh, Ineos Grenadier being manufactured mm -hmm. in the old uh, Glendewagen uh, plant. Yeah. And then they immediately go to the videos of the Gelendewagen being manufactured there. And you can't almost see the difference. It's pretty, you know, when the body's taken apart, like it really, it really I mean, does it's look designed like by the same people, right? Magnus yeah. Dyer, they, they yeah. did the, built the Gelendewagen and now they're building the Grenadier. Yeah, no, or they the designed the Grenadier, I should say, the wow. underpinnings of the Grenadier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very interesting. I've been getting a lot of emails from uh, folks who are like, hey, look, they found the first Land Rover. And, you know, because I think one of the articles or names of the video is like the greatest barn find or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that that car kind of came out of the woodwork uh, in the 50th anniversary. So 25 years ago. Yeah. It was shown. So it's been a known quantity for decades. Yes, for quite a while. And it's the first production Land Rover, which True. which obviously they, they, they don't necessarily highlight that in the... Uh, no. In the documentary, there's there's the pre-production. Trying gloss over that. that, yeah, they 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 go over that a little bit, but um, still, really, interesting. still, 
And it's such a cool restoration, too. Like, it's so neat that the car still feels, you know, like a patinaed car, but sure. it uh, but it runs and it drives. And they drove it across the Gobi Desert. And I think that yeah. I don't know too many people who would pay the amount of money that I'm sure that entire project cost and then run it through the desert. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Super neat. But, Anytime you got you know, series Land Rovers out there doing stuff, it's right? uh, it's a good thing. It's a credit to Sir Radcliffe, that and his, uh, you know, his performance in the Harry Potter films. But um, it's oh, yeah. uh, really, really, I really mean, he quite is the a, McGonagall yeah, foil. You know, he is really, you know, it's yeah. uh, he's a talented guy. Speaking of uh, of talented, uh, there is a uh, red camel trophy Land Rover Discovery up on Bring a Trailer, which be, you know, a lot of people uh, have have sent this to me and said, oh, my God, look, it's somebody painted this Land Rover red. And it's yeah. true. Somebody did that. Yeah, somebody though was, was Land Rover. Uh, they, uh, they made a few of these interesting, um, essentially, you know, for sale colors mm-hmm. onto existing camel trophy cars. So much so that if you look under the, under the bonnet, it's still a sand glow car. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they made, I think six or seven of these different cars, discoveries and defenders and famously, one pre-production Freelander. One Freelander. Love to find that one. That would be, that'd be a real, that'd be a real catch. That would be for you. For me. And for no one no else. One, no one, no one else. There would be no competition in buying that. No one else. So, so here's the big question. Yes. Do you think the red hurts its value or helps its value? It's a, it's very exclusive. It's unusual. Yeah. There's only but, two. Yeah. You know, the, the sort of trademark color for Camel Trophy cars is sand glow. So what do you think? I think this makes a great second Camel Trophy car, or third, or fourth, or fifth. Uh, I don't necessarily think the person who is buying this is on purpose buying this as their first Camel Trophy car. Uh, Because I think you're right. I think that if you are collecting Camel Trophy vehicles or iconic Land Rover race cars or whatever, whatever brings you to, uh, you know, eventual Camel ownership, you're not necessarily looking for something that is such a unique variant, right? You're, it's a departure from what is. most people think of as the Camel Trophy vehicle. Exactly. It has the accessories. It has, yep. you know, all that stuff. But, it, you know, it's a later one, so it has alloy yep. wheels. And yep. it has the red paint scheme. So kind of looks like a, you know, more standard civilian car. It from does. First yeah, it does. And admittedly, it is more rare than your average Camel Trophy totally. car because this car was used as a promotional vehicle. Land Rover went and redid it. It still has all of its little gack. It's got its boat. It's got all that sort of stuff, um, which is super cool. It has the, you know, this, the custom made. They, they moved away from Terra Trip when they went to the more boats and, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Boats to and bikes. A, yeah, boats and bikes to a Pacer, which is a, a little more simple. Uh, rally computer, you don't need the dual timing and the, or the dual dual tracking and stuff. But um, anyways, it, you know, it's it's a it's a super interesting car, and I certainly am very interested in it. Again, you know, I have lots of Camel Trophy ephemera and a real Camel Trophy car and all that sort of stuff. And so, like from a collectum, gotta catch them all sort of thing for Pokemon. sure. Pokemon yeah, it's a bit from a Pokemon thing. This is like the you know, this is like a variant. This is Charmander. Yeah, the Charmander. 
contender. Yeah, this is, you know, it's like, it's not necessarily the first one you want though, right? So that being said, I think that's kind of reflected in the current price. Now, again, we're, I think about two hours away as we're recording this on Friday morning, we're about two hours away from the auction closing and it's only at $20,000. I don't know if there's a reserve on it or not. Um, I have to say that's not super clear on the old bring a trailer to me. I'm sure people who know, I, I called Dan and he'll, he'll be able to tell me exactly. But, um, the, you know, I don't know. I think it might be hurt by the fact that it's a red one because I think immediately you have to explain it, right? It's not something where you look at it and you're like, whoa, that's a camel trophy truck. I want that. Or that's the red one. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's a, it's a red camel trophy truck. If you know, obviously, you know, and you're like, oh, cool. It's one of the two red ones. But if you don't know, and I think a lot of, you know, the, the excitement and the bidding up on, uh, bring a trailer comes from people who are just sort of passion, you know, bidding on things that they think are cool. And, you know, given that, yeah, I think it's a little, it's probably, it's probably a little undervalued. Now, I don't know what they paid for this car originally. Uh, I'm not sure. I know at one point Phil Bashel was talking about this car, had this car or something. Um, there's two of them, so I'm not sure which one this is, but mm-hmm. You know, they, they still show up at shows all the time. The, you know, the member of the members of the Camel Trophy Collectors Club have, uh, you know, the Camel Trophy Club in, in the UK have certainly owned these vehicles. There's also a dark blue one, yep. I believe. And then there's a, um, the, the, like the Kalahari yellow, uh, one, the one that's like the double A yellow, yep. the standard Landover yellow one. There's a yellow one as well. That yellow one, I, I've never seen. I don't, I don't, maybe that one didn't make it, but I've seen the blue one and I've, I've seen the red one. Uh, I've seen one of the red ones in person. I'm not sure if I've seen this red one. Uh, this car did used to be in the UK and now it's over here in the US. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know if it's going to fetch the $150,000 or $100,000 that some of these previous Camel Trophy cars have. I, I tend to think no. Only time um, will tell. You yeah, know, what do you uh, think? These, you, these auctions tend to you know, jump up at the very last minute. And uh, there's obviously a, a strong interest in Camel Trophy cars uh, that you've seen over the last few auctions for these vehicles. But I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Camel Trophy expert. I didn't, uh, wasn't really familiar with these repainted yeah. Camel cars. I suppose if you were, uh, you know, if you were so inclined, you could revert it to Sandglow. It was Sandglow originally, you well, know. Yes, you could. So yeah, you, you could. could. It was. Make yeah. it Sandglow originally. Yeah, if you wanted to, you could put it to an earlier time in its history. Uh, I think yeah. there'd probably be some uproar over that. I'm sure someone would uh, would not be pleased with you. But hey, it's your car. You do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, what do you think the uh, closing price on this uh, car is going to be if you had to guess? I, I have no idea. But if I was to spitball, I'm going to say 55 grand. 55. I think probably given the, you know, the sort of seemingly waning interest in uh, in Camel Trophy cars and maybe a little bit of depression because of the red. I'm going to say a little more, but I don't think it's going to hit 70. I don't think it'll go over 70. I think it's going to stay. We have been wrong. We've been wrong before and uh, we are probably wrong. Historically, we're way off all the time. So yeah. Yeah. Value is very subjective. So it is, it is. Especially you're asking me about the value of a discovery. I'm going to be like, you know, whatever. Because yeah, it's, it's not true. my it's not my cup of tea, but uh, that doesn't mean there aren't people out there that are super stoked about discoveries. No, and, and for sure somebody's really really excited to have this car, and and hopefully they get it and they enjoy it and uh, take it to shows and drive it around and do all kinds of great stuff with it. That would be yeah. awesome. So so speaking of driving around, uh, there is a rumor 
that now has actually been independently verified by our then friends. Then it's not a rumor. Well, yeah, now it was, and now it isn't. I guess that's a good point. It is an independently verified confirmed by JLR. Rumor. It's a confirmed right. rumor that uh, they will be building a smaller and fully electrified Land Rover Defender uh, that will be launched in 2027. Like now, a remote control? Yeah, it's like a tiny one. Yeah, it's going to be an RC Land Rover Defender. Yeah. It's going to be 2027. It's going to be much smaller, much smaller. It's going to be great. Um, well, and it will come with a one six scale Jerry McGovern that you can put Jerry in there. And he'll, I love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I love it. Now, uh, this is something that they've kind of talked about since the launch of the Defender. They envisioned, mm-hmm. you know, the Defender as a as a brand with various yep. sub models, much yep. in the same way that Ford has done their Bronco. You know, there's right. a Bronco Sport. Yep. Well, you know, Land Rover is reduce, releasing their own smaller Defender. And yep. uh, re- what are they calling it? What are they calling I, it? Small Defender? Maybe the Freelander? I, I don't think know. they're calling it a sport. Defender uh, Sport. Oh, Defender Sport. Yeah. I think they're calling it a Defender Sport, which they have used that moniker for other, you know, yeah. models. The yeah. the smaller version of other models, Range Rover Sport, Discovery Sport, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not really a surprise, but uh, it's kind of weird that there's a Bronco Sport and a Defender Sport. And a Defender Sport. Yeah. Now, traditionally, when Land Rover calls something Sport, it is usually a little peppier. You know, like the Range Rover Sport was actually when it first started. Now, maybe not so much anymore. When it first started, it certainly, I mean, it had a big engine in it. It had big brakes. It had all the things that the Mm -hmm. big Range Rover was a little lumbering. And, you know, I mean, it's just a giant, super heavy car. Um and that was sort of true uh, when they went downscale into the Discovery. It was essentially just the Freelander, um, you know, became the Discovery Sport. That's not any performance model at all. And so now I wonder, with the Defender being the Sport, if they're going to do a gas version. It sounds like probably not. I think not. it's more, it it's, like it's, more, it's not like Sport as in performance. It's like, hey, there's Sport. Hey, it's Sport. Like, yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's emasculating a little bit, yeah. Uh, a little bit. yeah. You yeah. know, but uh, I think uh, Ford took a page out of that book and you know named their Bronco the smaller Bronco, the Bronco Sport, and now yeah. Defender seems like they're copying. But I really think the Land Rover stuff right. came first. Um, yeah, the uh, there was also the uh, the Bronco uh, Buddy and the, uh, the Bronco Bron- Champ. Slugger, both on the don't slugger. forget Slugger. <laughs> yeah, those were all on the list. But they're yeah. like, you know what, we're gonna go with Sport. Hey there, Sport. Um, so this is something that Lander has teased since the introduction of the Defender. They've you know envisioned it as a, a as a brand with various submodels and so yeah. forth. Yeah. And so they talked about it, and then they were like, "Oh, actually, we're not going to do that." And then now I think uh, the chip shortage has eased, and various yeah. things have enabled them to maybe invest a little bit in developing this model. But I do like that they're you know thinking about making a smaller Defender. I think that gets cool. The Defender has gotten bigger. You know, all the wheelbases are ten inches yeah. longer. You know, the yeah. the ninety is a hundred, and the you know one ten is one twenty, and so on and so forth. The only one that didn't get any bigger is the one thirty. It's still one twenty. It's so. still one twenty, but the actual car is uh, is three hundred feet long. Three hundred so feet long. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a big car. But um, but yeah, no, I think it's cool, and I think that you know. It is sort of a, it is sort of the 80 inch uh, as they were kind of, you know, there was this sort of rumor about an 80 inch defender uh, yeah. that they were going to do this smaller. So this might be sort of something in that range. I don't know how big the wheelbase will be, but, uh, you know, there's been some renderings floating around online that just, I'm make guessing it it's going to be narrower. If I had to yeah. speculate, I'd say it's probably going to be a hundred inches. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, and certainly be. It looks like only battery powered. Like they may not make a gas engine variant yeah. of that car, which I think is great. That's cool. And this isn't for this isn't for four more years. Twenty twenty seven, I think, is the schedule release right. date for yeah. this. Yeah. So it, you know, a lot can happen in that period of time, and so <laughs> it still may not come out. Still may come out. Who knows? Yeah. May change. Batteries may be harder to get by then. Who knows? There, yeah. There's been a wild like uh you know spate of battery fires both yeah. in you know uh, automobiles and uh, scooters and uh, bikes and these sorts of things and some jurisdictions especially those that are prone to fires are like you know this is a risk this is a risk yeah. some insurance companies aren't uh allowing you know your homeowners insurance if you have a bunch of electric bikes or something like that I think a couple of manufacturers, maybe Kia and Hyundai, have recommended that owners of their cars park them outdoors. Yeah, until they can fix whatever is going on. Until they can fix. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. I mean, I have to park the Land Rovers outdoors, but that's because of the the oil. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, uh, otherwise it would flood my garage. But uh, yeah, it is interesting. I think that, you know, I, I think an electric defender is great. I think a small defender is great. I think mm-hmm. the idea of the defender to me is still a bit of an adventure vehicle. You know, certainly the new one is super capable of, you know, taking things camping, towing the boat, doing all the kind of adventure stuff that you'll do. Sure. I don't know that a small electric really fits in that space. I, I, I'm actually surprised. Well, I'm not surprised because the Discovery brand is all but extinct, but I'm surprised that it isn't actually a small discovery that is the electric vehicle and that they keep the Defender as maybe a hybrid or something for a little while just so that it is a little more adventure-oriented. You I know, think but, you're going to see in four years' time the range yeah, of those cars going to yeah. increase pretty substantially. Just in the last four years, mm-hmm. you've seen ranges you know, almost double. So yeah, that's true. That's I true. wouldn't be surprised if we saw that doubling again. Yeah. And if you've got a 200-mile range now, 400 miles, yeah. you could do a lot. You can do a lot. Yeah. Or I mean, like, you know, my F-150 has 350 miles. So you think 700 miles. For like a a, premium model. Yeah. yeah, For the big guy, for like the Range Rover or something like that, that's going to be all electric. And, you know, that, that actually, yeah. I mean, you can, I can drive from here to your place just about on one charge. Yeah. That's that's significant, right? Like that's really, that's pretty significant. That really opens up some doors and there's certainly the charging stations, charging networks. Yeah. Uh, you know, the co- cooperation between brands and charging is yeah. is really improving. I did read an article recently about the Rivian mm. and uh, it, great truck, fun to drive, you know, really interesting car. Some of our good friends and customers work for Rivian. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a big yep. presence in their Rebel Rally. Yeah. So we kind of follow those folks and talk to a lot of those people. But uh, recently I read an article about Rivian's eating tires. So, uh, you know, electric trucks are obviously very heavy. They have a lot of batteries in them. Yep. Batteries are heavy. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, these things 100% are percent torque from zero. You yeah. Know, which is and apparently the, yeah. the, in the conservation mode, it takes it out of four wheel drive, right? Puts it in two wheel drive. Okay. That drive is to the front wheels. So between mm. the drive to the front wheels, the heavy weight, the regenerative braking, and the alignment specifications that they use, they're like eating tires in 10,000 miles. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. So I guess I, it's, I, yeah, you, you don't think the regenerative braking, of course, is relying on tire friction. Like, yeah. that's, the whole, that's the whole point. It's, it's uh, relying on tire friction, friction against the, against the, against the, the road. So yeah. 
Yeah. So you have this increased battery capacity and range, but uh, two, two tires every ten. It's like a Formula One car. One guy said he wore out a set of tires in six thousand miles. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that's not great. That's not yeah. a great. That's not a great look. Yeah, you know that's uh, also tire. Well, tires at least are recyclable, but uh, but yeah, interestingly, interestingly, they have a deal with Pirelli, and oh, no. uh, Pirelli is warranting the tires for fifty thousand miles. So you might get five sets oh, of tires in that span yeah. of time. Yeah, until until Pirelli goes. It's like uh, it's like the Goldman Sachs people with the Apple card. They're like they're losing millions and millions and millions of dollars a quarter. So Oops. bad deal. It's a bad deal. Yeah, Oops. shouldn't end on that deal. Um, speaking of uh, deals, a great deal mm-hmm. for you, Icos, if you Ooh. want to participate in this year's Defender Trophy. All you have to do is purchase a 2023 Land Rover Defender Trophy Edition. Uh, this uh, this time round, it's 130s because mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, the 130 is the vehicle that they're really pushing sure. right now. I actually think it's, it's pretty cool. It's got all of the Land Rover, you know, sort of accessory stuff, plus one of those neat Pelican roof boxes. Have you seen oh, yeah. those? Pelican makes the long, like, coffin-style roof boxes. They're actually really, really cool, and... They're designed specifically to like mount to a roof rack and stuff. I think they're really smart. That's a California company here, Pelican. They're they're here in Los Angeles, so that's a it's pretty neat stuff. And so it'll come with one of those. It'll come with a roof rack. I think it comes with a probably comes with a spice rack. Certainly comes with the ladder, some underbody uh, protection. It comes with a winch as uh, standard, which is which is really cool. Um, and then it's got a um, the murdered out Darth Vader wrap. Uh, so it's matte black, and then it has a really neat topographical treatment over the doors, rear door and side doors, and on the tire cover in a sort of gold uh, color. And then there's some custom badging inside and uh, mud flaps and some some of that sort of stuff. So it's it's a pretty neat car. Uh, nice. Like again, it's a hundred and uh, it's a hundred and thirty inch uh, car. Or it's a little more subtle than the previous uh, version. Yeah, no more, uh, no more sand glow yellow or Eastern yellow. I think they're now calling it, but no more of that. Uh, instead, yeah, this is a little more, a uh, little more subtle. I don't know if they had trouble selling those, uh, you know, selling those cars, um, or if uh, if it was just a change of, uh, you know, change of direction. But well, they did the they did the yellow ones, and didn't they do a white one then? They did the yeah, they did the black with the yellow wrap, and then they did the white with the yellow wrap. I I don't. The white with the yellow wrap, it didn't work for me. But this one's actually a really sharp well, looking car. Wasn't this there also cool. one that had like a like a photo collage kind of situation yeah, going on? In the UK, there's the photo, there's the camo ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we never, we have not gotten a car here. And I actually don't know if they've done that photo collage one on a new car or on just the B8 Defender Works uh, cars. Um, but yeah, but here, this one, you know, this one to me feels very much like that 007 special edition car that they did for Bowler. Remember that one that was yeah. like black with all the gold and stuff on it? So it, it to me, it looks a lot like that car. I love that combination, by the way, the the sort of LeMay, uh, you know, sort of gold uh, over top of the matte black. Looks really cool. Um, and just like the previous uh, Defender Trophies, you'll get to go and do a Defender Trophy event, a one-day event where you'll take the car off-road and do fun stuff with it, do some camping, I imagine, maybe, uh, you know, I'm a who knows, who knows. They have a whole slew of things uh, planned for those people. Uh, I'm sure there's, I there's a, a ritual sacrifice will happen. I think Taylor Swift, there's a concert that she's going to do. Um, you know, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, an opportunity to be uh, kidnapped and then have uh, Liam Neeson uh, rescue you. 
uh, any number of things. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a super fun event. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested, the old uh, Defender Trophy is happening uh, again, and you can uh, you can find out more. We'll put uh, notes in the in the show notes, but uh, you can find out more on uh, Land Rover's uh, website, and uh, they'll they'll give you the whole give you the whole rundown. Uh, it'll be a hundred hundred and three U.S. dollars for a trophy edition one thirty. So but that's seems, not too bad. Seems reasonable. It's not that much more than the regular ones. No. So you know, it actually uh, you know it it's actually pretty reasonable and. You know, those events are really cool. Again, for somebody, you know, whatever, spending a hundred and change on a car, plus or minus a few grand isn't a big deal. Uh, and you'll do this event. And the cool thing is if you win that event, what they've done previously is they've sent you to Easter to do the UK one. They're not going to do that one this time. This time, uh, they're sending you on a Land Rover experience. And I believe, I'm just looking at it here. Yeah, it's in Namibia. So Land oh, Rover's wow. doing this like custom travel thing now where you can... It's a big you know, deal. Yeah, it's really cool. So it sounds really and, cool. So and, you'll go and for and, a one day event. That's a big effort. If you win a one day event, that's in all you Namibia. have to do. And then you go to Namibia. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Pretty cool. Cool. Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the Namibia trip is one. I think it's, uh, I think that's probably a week or something. Uh, you win the event and then you get one day in Namibia <laughs> and they ship you home. <laughs> like, but I'm so tired. <laughs> Jet lagged, you just can't enjoy it. You're here for 24 hours. Enjoy <laughs> Namibia. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get one day in Niger, which is... Did your booty. That's tough. That's tough. So on to the day's topics. Uh, so we have a, a, a segment that, um, you know, is one of, it's one of my personal favorites um, because I am a lover of cars that we can't have here in this country. It's... Uh, Love it, can't have it. Yeah. Modern car edition. And so like the Jimny, uh, there is a car actually from our very own JLR, a Defender that we can't get here in this country. It is the Surf Defender or the Marine Blue Edition uh, Defender that is only available in Germany. Because, you know, what's more synonymous with Germany than, than surfing? surfing? I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know understand why. that at all. I don't know why. Let's but release Nick, uh, a surf edition Defender in a landlocked country. It is it is kind of absurd, but uh, underpowered hour contributor and good friend uh, Nick Dimbleby was there taking photos of this. Uh, I gotta say, it is a it's a gorgeous car. Marine blue is one of my favorite vintage Land Rover colors. I had a marine blue stage one, uh, and it's one of yeah, it's just a great looking car. White roof, blue body, as it should be uh, with, uh, you know, the white steelies and, and all the sort of stuff you'd want. Plus a custom made Land Rover uh, Defender uh, edition uh, surfboard, which I uh, think uh, no. I think the blue d is the best color on the new yeah. Defender. If I do I'm too. being honest, and too. this marine blue is it's one of my favorite colors anyway. Yeah, I really like yeah. blue on the, you know. The series cars, the RAF blue, yep. the marine blue, yep. great colors. Arles yep. blue, I would say, is kind of in that family as well. Yep. And yep. It's kind of in between marine and RAF blue. All and, uh, fantastic colors, and uh, they look great on the older cars. And yeah, they look great on the new Defender as it well. It does look great. Yeah, we'll link to some of Nick's pictures. But uh, yeah, I have to say I like this more than the regular blue. I, I think they should ditch the current that darker blue that you can get right now which isn't which bad get me wrong it's not bad i like it it's a good looking car 
Um, but at least why not let the rest of the world have access to this color? Come on. Mm. It's actually a cool, like I said, it's a really cool color. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, the German market, uh, surf defender again, known for their surfing, uh, the Marine blue edition. And it comes a little plaque on the back that says Marine blue edition and a few other things, knickknacks throughout the car that, uh, yeah, that, that uh, denote it as the surf, as the surf defender. So, and the big giant defender surfboard. I, I couldn't find, you know, conclusive uh, evidence that it in fact comes with that surfboard uh, or if that was just uh, something that they put together for the photo shoot. But uh, I'm sure you could commission one. I might get one, just a defender surfboard. I don't need the car. Just the surfboard. Are you a, surf. are you a surfer? Not at all. No, not at all. No, I just think I would just like think more things with the word defender on them. You know that aren't a defender. You know lunchbox maybe uh, like a uh, one of those porta johns. All kinds of and there's all kinds of, any number of things. So I was just I was just looking this up because I was curious. Where do you surf in Germany? Apparently, oh, you can surf you? in the Baltic Sea. Oh well, there you go. Is yeah. it popular to do that? Uh, I guess when you are limited to right. the right. Baltic Sea, yes, and you like surfing, yeah, that's where you go. Yeah, yeah, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. All so, right, that's fair, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, not exactly a surf mecca, probably. <laughs> it's not known for it. So, well, maybe it will be now, though. Maybe this will kick off a Renaissance uh, period in surf culture in Germany because of this vehicle. Yeah, I have no idea how many they're making. Uh, I don't think very many, probably, but. Uh, you know, yeah. In the world of Land Rover Defender editions, of which there seems to be an unending number, I I like this one. I, this is a good one. Uh, I think know. I think we need to have uh, a quiz on the show for our next guest, which is which of these is not an actual special edition Defender. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, yeah. we absolutely should do that. I All think right. that'd be great. Yeah, we'll do. We'll put that in the put that in the notes. Uh, well, speaking of a uh, special edition Defenders. Um, one of everyone's favorite segments, certainly, certainly the most controversial. These are the ones that, uh, the clubs that collect these cars always, uh, we get a lot of hate mail. Notes. Yeah. It's a hate mail. They yeah. send, uh, you know, it's, it's generally thought to be one of the most loved and one of the most hated segments at the same time. It's imitation Land Rover, um, or, uh, imitation is the purest form of flattery. Uh, this though is, Modern car edition. Modern car edition. Yeah, modern we're, car edition. You know, first time, yeah. Lander, we're starting to see a lot of competitors use their silhouettes, shapes. You know, uh, the current the current uh, front runner is the Grenadier. Obviously, <laughs> they're using <laughs> uh, yeah. pretty much a Land Rover silhouette. But uh, since Lander was not using it, they were like, "We're just going to go probably ahead. get away with that." Go ahead and use that. That's also opened up, I think, Land Rover clubs uh, around the world to using the silhouette of the Defender as their logo without fear of of repercussions because, you know, they fought it out in court. The Grenadier won, and uh, there you go. So yeah. feel free. Feel free to make T-shirts with that, with that silhouette on it. But uh, we are, of course, talking about the most modern of modern vehicles, two vehicles who have yet to actually debut yet, mm-hmm. the first being just recently announced, um, and our good friend... Uh, uh, Jill uh, Samarillo was there uh, at the launch event and uh, went to some type of Toyota museum where they yeah, had a million different uh, super cool. And that's where they did the launch uh, of the brand new 2024 Toyota Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser. Which, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good looking car, you know, but uh, man, at just the right angle. You're like, is that a Defender? Is that a new Defender? There is a, there is one view in particular of this new Land Cruiser that's been circulating online, and it's kind of a, a mustardy yellow mm-hmm. kind of yep. color. 
Yep. Um, and it's got the side boxes on the rear windows, just like the new Defender has. And the shape, yeah. the size, you know, from that angle, it it could be confused for a, a Defender Special Edition. Is anyone saying, like, you know, the killer, the killer feature of the new Defender is the spice rack? Like, who's the person saying that so much that all these other manufacturers are emulating? I mean, I don't think Great it's, question. I don't think it's something that people are like, man, I couldn't live without. Honestly, to be completely honest, we lost the keys to our spice rack about a week into owning that car. Mm-hmm. They actually might be at your place because, you know, that it spent more time in those in that first month at your place than it did at ours. I so, haven't seen you them, know, but no, if I run across them, I will send little, them to you. Little Trek, little Trek spice rack keys. Yeah, I have to rekey that thing anyways. We have no idea where it is. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't know that there's a bunch of people saying, well, you know, if only we had thought of Spice Rack first. You know? uh, well, uh, you know, I would say uh, that uh, m- modern or or recent releases of from other manufacturers would would say different. You it know, would say it's, different. I it's guess like, people are clamoring for that little box on the side of the car. On the outside. I still haven't found a good thing. You know what? If if you have a good use for your Spice Rack, like genuinely, like we something that you it. think that you think Linus would accept, uh, which is an incredibly high bar. Um, but if you think that there's something that's really useful, yeah, let us know because man, you know, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about it because, uh, I just, I don't necessarily see the value of the spice rack, but that there's being said, gotta be, you know, I, I'm going to say something, maybe something smelly mm-hmm. could go in there cause it's mm-hmm. outside the car. Right. So if you got like Wet sprayed, clothing, maybe sprayed by yeah. a skunk, you put your right. clothes in there, put your clothes in there. Yeah. yeah maybe you I just got, you, you took a dip in the lake and you don't want to put that stuff inside the car. You throw it, throw it in there. Yeah. Maybe something like that. I could, I could see a, that. If you've got, you got your got own suggestion, we want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. So just something covered in barbecue sauce, whatever. Um, now on top of the Toyota Land Cruiser, which I have to say, like I went through all the literature, I have to say like a lot of the features and things that you can get are very cool. A lot of the standard stuff that comes equipped on the car is really great. It's obviously geared towards being used off-road. But again, you know, it's one of those things where you think about a Land Cruiser and, you know, you don't want this giant sort of mega yacht SUV uh, thing. And this is a big, heavy car again. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It feels a little bit Lexus-y as I think all new SUVs just feel fancier than uh you know than their predecessors were obviously that's just how it is now cars need to be a certain level of fancy and uh you know i I don't dislike it i think it's cool i think they've made some interesting uh you know choices on certainly running gear and stuff like that is is pretty cool but now um, just to be clear this is a u.s market land cruiser they've also you know touted the uh release of a new utility like yeah. Australia market car as well. So if you look yeah. up new Land Cruiser, you'll see pictures of both of those cars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And but they won't be selling a utility one here in the U.S., no, right? So far no. as I understand. So the yeah. one that they're releasing here in the U.S., it looks like an FZJ80 that's yeah. like faceted. It's like pixelated. <laughs> that's what it looks that's like. It, but, it, you know, they're using some retro colors. So they have the, yeah. like a white roof with, a, you know, mustard body or blue body. And I think that Land Rover has the same sort of color schemes. Uh, so it looks a little Land Rover-y when you put some of those accessories and colors together, the, you know, white roof with a, yeah. you know, sort of vintage color body and then some of those side boxes and things. It, it looks pretty Land Rover-y. It does look pretty Land Rover-y. I think Jerry would be proud. It's, Jerry uh, would you know, be proud. 
Yeah, and by and lander, we mean freelander. <laughs> yes, that's which one. Yeah, exactly. Well, now add to that list the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Hyundai that Santa is, Fe. That uh, is, again, you know, another one that not as much. I, I'll definitely say it, it isn't quite as bad as the Land Cruiser. But again, from certain angles, uh, it really evokes the sense of, uh, of a defender. And maybe it's just the, uh, you know, the moral to this story is that uh, every car looks the same now, largely. That they're all, you know, you've got a, you've got a thing that looks like an SUV. Uh, you've got a thing that looks like whatever the discovery is somewhere in between. And then you've got like cars that all look like uh, a modern 3 Series BMW. And that's sort of, that's sort of all you've got. Unless you're going into like hypercars and things like that, then they, uh, you know, apparently uh, a Lamborghini doesn't have to have the same front end crash things as a, a modern sedan does for whatever reason, and they're still allowed to sell them. But so we should put some of the pictures of these cars yeah. in the in the show notes. The, we'll do the it. Maybe Santa we'll do Fe. a side by side comparison on the uh, on the old Instagram. Yeah, yeah I like that. The the yeah. Santa Fe though, you know, it it has sort of a, one one common design feature of a lot of newer SUVs, which I I honestly hate, is how they're pinched. You know, they, they decrease in height from front mm-hmm. to back mm-hmm. and decrease in width from about the midway through the vehicle to the back. Yeah. So it leads to this like small entry door in the back, whether it's a gate or a door, yeah. you know, it's smaller than it would be. And so putting stuff in and out of the vehicle is more difficult. And then obviously it reduces the cargo capacity right. of the car, right. right? So you got this utility vehicle that, that looks, you know, faster Right. looks, you know, more aerodynamic, but it just reduces its utility and usefulness, which drives me crazy. And the new Defender has this. It's pinched, yeah. you know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do you think that's an aerodynamic thing or does it does it really, could it possibly make any difference? I think it's probably 90% styling. Right, yeah. I don't think, it. you know, having that reduced uh, area probably hurts its aerodynamic profile, but Right. Uh, I think like a cow is more aerodynamic than most cars. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it's true. true. If you look at yeah. the wind tunnel yeah. testing yeah. on a cow, yeah. it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's They're surprisingly aerodynamic. It's surprisingly yeah. aerodynamic. But yeah. the Santa Fe, yeah. you know, it kind of has that pinched appearance at the mm-hmm. back. So it, mm-hmm. that part's a little defender-y. The, you know, line of the grill and headlights is kind of uh, defender-y. And then... Yeah. Um, you know, it's got big wheels and tires like the new Defender. It honestly, if you look at the picture in the three quarter view, mm-hmm. it has a panel behind the mid door mm-hmm. that is very reminiscent of the signature panel on again on the Defender. One of certainly the favorite uh, items that everyone has of the new Defender, the signature panel. So much so that finally Land Rover now lets you delete it when you configure the car. Um, but yeah, it's interesting the things that these other are copying you know yeah they're trying to make their own vehicles look more upmarket right yeah yeah and uh if you look at the santa fe fe xrt concept of course yeah it has i i can't tell whether there's side boxes or jerry cans mounted to the rear window (laughs) something but it has like you know the con bodies that we've talked about before where they have like this uh sort of plastic bulging you know, wider yeah. stance uh, look to them. Yeah. That car, the Hyundai Santa Fe, has a con edition signature panel. It actually stands proud of the bodywork. So uh, that's exactly what you want. It's exactly what you that's want. Exactly. You want the, the muscular signature panel. 
the Santa Fe also, uh, if you look at the inside of it, uh-huh. that really looks defendery. Uh, the door pulls are very defendery. The center console is super new defendery. Like it, it is it, with that. It lower has every yeah. Open it's, section. it's really got kind of it is almost one for one. The only thing that's missing is the parcel tray down the middle of the dash, which I imagine for your average auto manufacturer having that parcel tray in there would be really tough. I mean that that is a that is a really interesting uh, defender feature that they were able to make that uh, negative space available. Uh, to the uh, occupants and it's fun it's a super cool like I, I think that's like the neatest homage to classic land rovers is keeping the parcel tray in the modern defender it's you know such a you know you gotta shovel your crap up there so that when you have to slam on the brakes it all comes flying out at you it's real it's real important to have that it's, it's pretty, that is what land rover ownership handy. is about yeah it's pretty handy yeah for sure so where would i keep my gloves and things in the winter and like uh, you know whatever else it's heavy things. It, it would I could suggest a glove box. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just shoving them into the dash. I no, that's the right place. Right for there them. in the dash. No, just right there. It's like there. a closet with no door on it. You just see all that garbage in there. <laughs> exactly. It's fantastic. Just, it just collects like change and you know ketchup packets and yep. all kinds of stuff. I think Paper Jenna clips. recently sent me a photo uh, that she'd accidentally like dumped an entire like iced coffee into the parcel tray and it was just draining down onto her foot. <laughs> Oh yeah, that doesn't great. happen. But since it's metal and it has no carpets, it doesn't matter. You can just hose it out. Doesn't matter. Just hose it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny though. Yeah, that's good. I've done that many a time. I've spilled a drink into the parcel tray, and oh, it's pretty gross. brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Uh, there, Don't do that in a series three. You're never getting it cleaned out of a series. No, three. just wait for a cold day and sell it. Right, and just sell click it. and clack. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as we come to an end here, we have uh, a very, very special giveaway to. Uh, this is good to announce. This, this is, is a big one. A big I one. Uh, most of the things that we give away on the show, I want nothing to do with. But right. this particular thing, I'm pretty jealous. Whoever gets this prize is. Uh, they're living life. Uh... They really are. Yeah, it's true. And this is this is two. So this will be a two, two, twofer. Uh, twofer. This is a twofer because if you are uh, on our Patreon and you'll have until the end of this week, this Friday, to sign up for uh, Patreon if you would like an opportunity to win uh, one of these items. Um, but we're also going to make it uh, available uh, one of them on Instagram, but mm-hmm. very uh, hard criteria on Instagram. It's going to be really hard. The way to win for sure, sign up for the Patreon. But sign, sign up for the Patreon. You have double the chances. Double Actually, the chances. more than double because we have That's a right. lot more Instagram followers than we do Patreon. So uh, your chances of winning if you're Patreon, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. And so our, our very good friends, speaking of which, Greg Fitzgerald um, and Ashley uh, Giordano, of course, uh, helped to uh, relaunch, republish some uh, classic Barbara toy literature. Uh, the In Search of Sheba, and we happen to have three exclusive copies of this particular tome uh, of the road. Three copies will. of this book. It's been out of print for years, yeah. and this is a pretty limited printing. So limited it, printing uh, has to come from the UK. There is no way to buy it in, the in U.S. stores. So uh, yeah, this is a cool book. So this is uh, so we're going to give away three of these. We're going to give away two uh, in the uh, Patreon. And uh, so sign up for that if you haven't already. And uh, we're going to do a drawing uh, inside of the uh, inside of the patron. And uh, we're, it's going to be based on level. So uh, based on the level of supporter that what? you are, again, to, to reward the higher level supporters, uh, depending on your level, you will get additional additional votes 
when the uh, when the voting machine uh, goes. So you don't have to do anything. You just have to sign up for Patreon. If you're already a patron, then uh, you're good. You're set. You're already in there. You know, if you're like Bob Steele or uh, any number of our other uh, patrons, then you're already entered. You're ready to go. You don't have to do anything. Just just chill out. Now, if you're not, if you're not a part of our Patreon, then you need to head on over to Patreon and you need to sign up because that could mean that you get for absolutely free, probably along with some stickers. We might throw a tiny icon here for a what? bookmark. Totally free. That's you're blowing the budget of the show. He's very difficult to get. Uh, very uh, exclusive. Uh, books uh, from Barbara Toy. Steven is just being a spendthrift over here. He's that's, spending that's exactly our entire right. budget on that's, giveaways. That's exactly right. That's exactly. We're giving it all back. We're giving it back to the people. You know, it's socialism here. That's what we. Uh, that's what we do here at the Underpowered Hour. Now, if you uh, are uh, unwilling uh, or unable to join uh, the uh, Patreon, that's okay. We understand. Uh, or if you don't listen to the show, you're just one of the Russian bots that follows us on Instagram. Well, you too have an opportunity uh, to win this, but. But, and here's the, here's the catch, uh, only if you send us the most stellar, the most outstanding, the most magical, alluring, uh, you know, I don't know, not safe for work, whatever, Whoa. photo of you and your Land Rover. Whoa. Yeah. Photo of you and your Land Rover. And you need to, again, impress the most harsh judge that we have, uh, Linus Tremaine. So if, uh, if Linus chooses... Uh, your photo of you and your Land Rover, you will be receiving in the mail a Barbara toy in search of Sheba. If you have a pair of canvas underpants Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you take a photo with your Land Rover, Linus is going to pick you. Yeah. 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 If you have old camping shit and you can set that up. Yeah. If you're wearing a pair of pressure gas lantern, a running board kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, so... So we'll give that to you. That's the uh, homework for this week. So uh, this contest will close this Friday. So you have until Friday uh, to get your uh, get your stuff in, and uh, we'll take a look at it again. If you're a member of the uh, Patreon, you don't have to do anything. You've already done everything, and we uh, we really thank you for your support. That's what lets us do things like this. So uh, you have until Friday, August 18th of 2023 to get your either join the patron or uh, head over to the old Instagram and uh, send us a picture of you and your Land Rover to be voted on by Linus. And uh, we'll announce that uh, live on the show uh, next week. Looking forward so to it, know, man. That's going to be awesome. You'll know if you won, so it's going to be great. So unfortunately, because of all of that Linus uh, running board kitchen chat, we uh, have run out of time for Ike's review of Nando's, but mm. uh, we will... Not again. Get to that on a future show. Until then, uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Adios, amigo. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.